He was known as a battering ram, a human wrecking ball. It was a style that won the admiration of teammates and opponents alike, but it was a style that cut short his career too. Aaron Hamill was done at AFL level three weeks after his 29th birthday after limping through the last two seasons of his career. You're still at St Kilda, Aaron, in his role as an assistant coach. How are you moving these days? Uh, Welcome I've, too. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Seen a lot about um, all, all the guests you've had on the show, mate. So I appreciate the invite. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think I'm moving okay. Do you um, get, in that role, do you do the prac work? I mean, if you want to teach a bloke how to use his body and position himself, do you do that? Yeah, a bit of both. I think, give, given my role, we've got a pretty young forward group, uh, forward line group. So, look, I, I mean, it's I, I enjoy doing that as well, getting out there and um, and mixing it. And it's more about your body positioning and, 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 and marking and, and then you sort of you follow up and contest and, and a bit of one-on-one -on -one stuff as well. So, so I, enjoy, I enjoy it. Can you vent that aggro these days? Oh, I don't I think I mean, there's... you're a very aggressive player, weren't you? You're, you're a gentle person uh, on what I know of you, but on the footy field there was a lot of aggro, wasn't there? Um, I, I don't know about aggro. Hopefully channelled in the right way, which was, um, which was winning the contest mm -hmm. that was there to be won. What about when the um, other mob won the contest and they had the ball? Well, we had to get it back, mm. um, and we had to <laughs> yeah. get it back quick so we could score. So that that was basically my motto. Obviously, I, I really enjoyed competing, um, and it wasn't it wasn't so much much winning. We all love to win, of course, but um, it was more the, the competition and, and and the contest that um, that I used to thrive on. And and we only get two hours a week to to probably do yeah. that. David Parkin said to me, Aaron, that. He ranked you with Peter Bazasto as the most defensive of all the forwards that he coached. And it probably wasn't fashionable, certainly in Bazasto's day, but when you played too, the work as hard as you did when the other team had the footy. Yeah, well, that's certainly an accolade coming from Team of the Century coach in Parker. He, he's seen a lot of players come, come and go within the doors. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that's... I think if you understand your role in the side um, and then what you want to become is a lead at it. Um, built on appetite for contest, appetite to work and, and, and the hunger that, that, that you have for the contest. So there's, there's been many players that, that um, I'm sure are just as competitive as me. And you were ferocious though, I remember particularly one incident, I think you were generally ferocious at the contest, um, but there was an incident involving Jay Schultz when he played at Richmond, which I'm sure you vividly remember. You tackled him, dumped him, literally, he broke his collarbone, it was it was almost scary to, to watch how how much ferocity was in that incident. Yeah, look, and I'm not I'm not all that proud of it, I guess. But 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 back then you could you tackle to be effective and tackle to hurt. Um, uh, I remember it uh, clearly um, when I when I actually the, the sling tackle. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I would have got four or five weeks today. Four or five. Um, well, yeah. yeah. Well, well yeah. looking back on it, I yeah. and and because yeah, of the damage inflicted, I, I guess because of the two motions yep. and, and the slinging motion. Mm -hmm. um, and the impact that, that he had on the turf. So um, I think that, that was just accepted back then and, and, and part, of, part of what you did, uh, the duty of care, um, it, it was probably negligible back then. Mm. So, so now, um, and, and clearly the AFL have, have looked at it. And rightly so? Yeah, right, certainly rightly so. You, I, you I, knew what you'd done to Jay Schultz, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, I noticed him. He wasn't moving all that well, so I quickly put my hand up to the trainers. and um, You raced the hand to the Richmond bench. Yeah, look, yeah. look I, I mean, we, we're out there to compete, but, you, you know, I think you, you've certainly still got a duty of care to, to, to look after, you know, if you see an injured player on the ground, then, then obviously mm. you, you want to get attention straight away to him. 
want to ask you about um, this contentious decision of yours uh, in 2000 to leave the Blues. My view is that 2000 was your best season. Played 24 games, kicked 40-odd goals, lots of contested ball, lots of tackles. Uh, in fact, your second last game, you kicked seven goals against Brisbane in a final, and then you're gone. What happened? Um, with the contract, I assume you're alluding to John Elliott, yeah? <laughs> no, I haven't alluded uh, to John Elliott no. yet. Well, well um, the popular theory was, and it probably came from your camp, that John Elliott said something at a club function that offended you, and you said, I'm out of here. Um, along those lines, yeah. He, what, did, um, what did he say, I, I remember it, uh, we were at a best and fairest, and um, as, as John... John does. He, he certainly speaks his mind. And, and whether you love John or, or you hate John, he was he was certainly good in in a sense for that football club. Um, his passion was unquestionable. His desire for the cause was. Um, I certainly respect that. Um, he enabled me to play in a grand final in '99. So we'll get to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. We will. I want to know what he said, Aaron. That. that um uh, uh, offended you? Oh, it, w- it was along the lines. If, if if you're keen to leave, look, you can go to a club that's 16th and sort of will hang you out to dry. Um, really? So, so, so there was there, in that context, it was. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't get too worried about those sorts of things, but that that certainly played a, a, a small part in it. Yeah. The, the more I, cynical view at Carlton is that the Saints came a knocking. offered you 500k a year to play with them, which was twice what you were getting at Carlton. Yeah, I'd have to check the, the bank account, mate. I can't quite <laughs> remember that. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> uh, I was overseas at the time. My, my, my manager uh, at the time, Dave Allison, yep. was, was in charge of that. I, I sort of flew out straight after the best and fairest. Um, I, overseas, I remember having a conversation with Grant Thomas, Brian Waldron. Um, saying, at St Kilda, yeah. Yep, at, yep. at St Kilda. Um, I, I think if I had been within... I think I had been at um, in Melbourne, I certainly would have... It would have been more of a consideration. When you left Australia, did you believe you'd be playing at St Kilda in 2001? Oh, I knew that there was a fair bit to play out. There was a fair... So I was uncertain, Mike. Yeah. Parco rang you while you were away? Um, yeah, yeah Parco yeah. rang. Mm-hmm. Yep. And said? Um, what do you think you're doing? Mm-hmm. Along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, was a, it was a brief chat. Um, Ken, Ken Hunter, a mentor of mine, um, at, when, I was, when I was at the club... Um, I didn't manage to get to talk to him before beforehand. Uh, Shane O'Sullivan, I didn't talk to Wayne Britton. Was that deliberate? I mean, did, were you avoiding them because you knew that they would play the, uh, the loyalty it, card? It, it happened within the space of twelve hours. Yeah, really? Yeah. So, so it happened really quick. Dave, my manager, was pretty keen to get on with it. St Kilda were keen to get on with it. Um, and then before I knew it, I was in red, black, and white. So it um, it did happen rather quick, Mike. Were the Swans a third party then too? Did they had they shown some interest? Oh, I, th- I think they had a, a brief chat to Dave, but but I only found about found out afterwards after the event had taken place. So um, as far as I was aware, St Kilda were were, were were talking to Dave, and as I said, it happened really quick. Um, I, I remember at the time it was within the space of 12 hours. So mm. uh, there wasn't a lot of think time and there wasn't a lot of contact points. Um, so, so when you get to St Kilda in the red, white and black, did you ever have moments where you said to yourself, have I made the right call here? Um, well, there was a fair bit of upheaval. Malcolm Blight had come on board. Mm-hmm. Um, he was your first coach at St Kilda, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Malcolm was there, So, um, which obviously I knew what he did in 97, 98. So, so I was really excited by the opportunity. Um, certainly the, the players that were there, in Thompson, Harvey, Burke, Lowe, 
I was I was excited to be a part of. Um, there was a lot of other new players coming to the club. Fraser Gary, one of them, Stevie Lawrence, Capuano. So there were, there were a couple of other players that came on board. Uh, Nick Rewalt, Justin Kaziski has been, been drafted. drafted yep. So um, I could see there was a lot of optimism around the place. Um, so so I was quite I was quite content at the time. But um, coming from Carlton to St Kilda, there was there was a stark contrast. So. Um, I guess I wasn't all that surprised why they'd sort of won one flag in 150 odd years and Carlton had won 14. Yeah. So, so why? Tell me what we. Tell me what you saw in those early days about what was amiss at St Kilda. Oh, I guess just the culture within the within the football club um, and the way the numbers to, to to buy in and and do the right thing and 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 be fierce and be competitive and want to train and. Um, that was that was probably probably the first thing that, that, that I noticed, but but that was certainly wiped out really quick. Smart. What was Tomo's um, message? To you? Tomo's a very persuasive individual, is he not? Tomo's got a lot of presence about him, yeah. in, in, and he's got a lot of conviction in what he says. Um, so how did he, he sell St Kilda to you? Uh, I guess the opportunities where where he he was football director at the time, he was part of a club in St Kilda that were that, that he wasn't proud of the the era. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that he played in, and, and now that was facilitating in an admin admin role. So um, I, I was I was excited from what he said. That listen, this is the opportunity. We got Malcolm Blight, who was, he was a really big supporter in Malcolm, um, and and I just just had that rapport with Tomo that um, there was a lot of respect there, a lot of mutual respect. So um, I, I didn't know 18 weeks down the track he would have been the yeah. senior coach. Yeah. Um, so what, what what are your memories of Blighty? I mean, Blighty. Came and went quickly for you. Yeah, yeah, bloody for, for, for me. I, I, I guess you, you put the, I guess the powers that be put him in place to, to coach the football club, and, and he had some quirky ideas and quirky ways mm-hmm. of, of doing things. Uh, I was, I was really excited because of the results that he'd had, so I was really keen to get to work um, under him. But um, yeah, look, look, he was, he was pretty demanding. Uh, I, I found it a bit strange we wouldn't touch the footies before Christmas, so mm. we had to get our one kr out of the way first. But there, yeah, there, there were small things, and um, I think obviously the club didn't see see fit to go forward with him after round eighteen. Tomo, Tomo the coach, yeah, he's it's a standing. powerful figure, Tomo. Isn't yeah, he? look, Tomo probably doesn't get certainly doesn't get the credit. I, I think internally he does at the footy club, um, but, but externally I don't think he he doesn't get the credit that he deserves from putting together a list. That he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some really young emerging talent there, um, so so we had to nurture that and harness it the best way we could. And, and um, I don't think there could have been anyone do it better than Tomo. Um, he, he gave he gave his all to that footy. He could not have given any more to the footy club mm-hmm. than what he did. Um, he, he was he was passionate. He, he was certainly committed for the cause. Uh, embraced everyone. Treated everyone e- equally from a playing group perspective. Um, and, and he was—he was very good to me personally, um, and he was—he was—he was very good to a lot of others. So, to get to two prelims, which is what he did, and um, probably be, have his head cut off after after the Melbourne game, um, 06. Yeah, uh, when you're beaten in the elimination final. Yeah, yeah. So, so I assume the decision was made probably early on. I think you, um, that's a fair assumption. That. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was a bit disappointing where we, we're going out to battle, but. The decision had already been made, so it would have been interesting to see if we'd progressed further in the finals. Had that decision, for what it's worth, though, my view was you could have reached the grand final. He was still gone. Yeah, yeah. And again, Tomo had his ways. 
Um, obviously, Rod and Tomo had had Rod their Butters, yeah, yeah mm. had, had their issues and dealing with them, um, and, and and so be it. 1999, Aaron, preliminary final. Carlton plays Essendon. You tangle with Dean Wallace. I'm sure you remember this. Oh, John. <laughs> yeah. You reported for unduly rough play and you cop. Did you get four weeks? Oh, I got two at the time, I remember. Yeah, two, was two, it? Two weeks. OK. Which means that you, you missed the granny. Yes. John Elliott leads the charge and says we're not copying this, correct? Yep. You go to appeal? Yep. By a stroke of genius, you win that appeal and you play in the grand final. Yeah, it was, uh, it was certainly a marathon that night. It was a three-hour marathon. You reckon uh, they upheld the appeal because they wanted to get rid of you? Well, we bamboozled them for a while there. <laughs> but, uh, no, look, it was a, it was a le legitimate case. Oh, um, Aaron, we, we had a kinesi kinesiologist. You had a kinesiologist and a, and a biomechanics expert. Biomechanist, yeah. yeah. And, um, and they did what we paid them to do. Look, look yeah. at the evidence and uh, submit the case. And I want to ask you, take you back to the day you walked into that hearing. Did you think there was any possibility you could win? Win the appeal? Mm. Uh, yep. Yeah, I did. Why mm. then, Aaron, did you say this after the appeal? We all say things, Quote, Mike... Oh, you haven't heard what I'm going to tell you. Oh, I've got a fair understanding of what's coming. I would like to thank the Carlton Footy Club for all the stories we put together. Dot, dot, dot. If I had my time again... That last 30 seconds, I would take back. So you were sorry you said that? Well, if I had my time again, I would have taken <laughs> instead of stories that would have been facts, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was an amazing achievement to win that appeal. Um, I know I'm repeating myself, but uh, yeah, I guess none it... of us on the outside thought that that was a possibility. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I was very doubtful, but I was pretty confident with with um, with Elliot leading the charge that mm. anything's a possibility. True. So let me ask you now. And there's nothing hangs off the back of this. Did you need Dean Wallace deliberately? I'd have to look at the footage again. <laughs> I, can't, I seriously can't remember. Why? Uh -huh. um, no, he sort of tackled me and pulled me down in his direction. And yeah, I, 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 there may have been a slight graze, Mike. I can't, I can't quite remember. Hand on heart, Aaron. <laughs> Are you, you going again with this? Well, I mean, yeah. there is a simple answer to it. You know what you did. We all know what we do in certain sets of circumstances. Did you need Dean Wallace? Uh, not. On purpose. On purpose. Okay. Are you happy with that? I feel well, like we're going back to the appeals board again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so you're playing the grand final. Probably didn't have a great day, did you? No. Um, Mick Martin. I was, mm. I was on Mick Martin and, and Archer. I, I, I remember. And um, yeah, we got off to a real slow start. I don't think Kerry had much of an influence. I think Sauce. Yeah, as he often did on Kerry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think in the wash-up we, 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 we went down by about 40 points. Mm -hmm. So at, at the time, um, thinking at the age, 21, 22, you know, this will um, just a matter of process and, you, yeah. and you'll keep playing in them. But I, I think a lot of past players say that about when they've played in grand finals at a young age that... Um, oh, don't worry, your turn will come. Yeah, and I'm your sure it happens come, but very quickly at that age. Yeah, 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 it does, and, and the importance of, of playing footy was always was all, always my priority. Um, but playing in a grand final was um, was was incredibly mm. uh, strong as well. But it's not until a couple of years down the track you think, shit, I mightn't um, I mightn't get back on yeah, yeah, on this yeah. dance floor again. So um, yeah, yeah, it was it was disappointing, and I guess to get so close with with St Kilda. Um, couple of prelims was was also disappointing
You're a popular bloke at the both at both clubs that you've played at. That's not in dispute. Do you understand how some of the Carlton people feel, having invested their faith? They took you with pick number 79 from Canberra, invested a lot of time and a lot of emotion into it. And you know what it's like when someone leaves? It's like they're snubbing the family. Do you understand that? Do you understand the resentment that was at Carlton certainly early on that you'd, you'd turned your back on them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Being in the position I am in now and, and certainly um, coaching, um, yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, absolutely, I get it. it. It doesn't make the decision... Um, any, any, it doesn't rest any easier um, making that decision and thinking back. back. But um, I'm forever grateful to Shane O'Sullivan, Wayne Britton, David Parkin, mm. um, and the and the you know the, there's five play, four players that I played with that are in team of the century, and yeah. David Parkin the coach. So um, to get drafted to a club like Carlton Football Club um, is oh, I'm forever grateful and, and indebted for because it was it gave me it it, it taught me probably seventy percent what I learned. Mm. But football. your heart's now it's in Kilda, isn't it? I mean, that's probably obvious because you're working there. But you struck me as that when you moved, you took your heart with you and you became a saint rather than a blue. Well, I, I think that's what you have to do, mine. Mm. But um, most people, yeah. most players, tend to gravitate back to their original club when they retire. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I mean, I, I think I, I played the same amount of games for both. So, you did, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I've got nothing but fond memories of the footy club, but but more so the people within it. Mm -hmm. um, Outstanding footballers, um, but but the people, uh, the culture, what it stood for, um, and then obviously where I am now at St Kilda and where I have been for the last three or four years in a, in a, in a coaching capacity. Um, yeah, I, I mean I was fortunate to play with some legends of the St Kilda Footy Club as well, and and some are still playing. So you, you must be particularly proud of uh, one of those legends, who was a young bloke when you were at St Kilda by the name of Nick Rewald, who who. You sort of became his mentor almost, didn't he? His inspiration. I mean, Nick, Nick's very fond of you, isn't he? Your relationship's very strong. Yeah, yeah, and that goes back a, a number of years with Nick. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, now he's, you know, you, you see what he's doing now. And when I stepped away from football, um, I was watching, you know, obviously you have a close eye on, on how they're all mm. going. But, um, yeah, look, look, Nick was one. He got to the club, I got to the club. He had an Same year. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he certainly had an appetite to work. Um, he, he was never really, never really interested in, in the number that he was taking. Um, he, he, he trained like you mean in the draft? In the draft, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. He was never, um, he, he was never fussed by that. Um, he, he, he took it, he took it like like he does, and, and and is what you see now. You were good with kids, weren't you? I mean, Luke Ball told me that the young blokes all sort of looked up to you, and you led by example, and they related to you, and you had time for them. Yeah, I think that that sort of goes with the territory of of, of your position within the club, um, whether you whether you're captain or not. I think, um, I, and and I, I really enjoy that. I enjoy seeing seeing players getting the best out of themselves. You talked about the captaincy. Tomo took what was a very provocative stand in 2003. He took the captaincy off Robert Harvey, yep. a legend of this footy club, and he gave it to the bloke from Carlton, Aaron Hamill. Were you unnerved by that? Did that sit easy or uneasy with you? Um, I understand. My understanding is that it was definitely going to be a rotation. It was all. But, but it did. I don't think Bangham wanted to give the captaincy up. Oh, they had. They had. They were in discussions. I, I, I think at the time, Robert being, you know, the bloke he is, he's whatever the club needs and whatever the club sees best fit, he's happy to do it. So, so Tomo had his reasons. I was against rotation. I, I didn't. Did you tell him that? 
Yeah, Tomo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we had discussions mm. with that, and I couldn't care less if it was me tossing the coin or not. Um, but but the rotation system didn't didn't really sit well with me purely because how I learnt with you know I guess Steve Kernahan was yeah. arguably the the best captain in AFL history. So ha- having him. I guess in such a powerful role model, I, I could never see him, you know, handing it off being year rotated. after year. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was probably just more of a personal thing and more, being a bit more traditionalist with it. But um, oh, Tomo certainly had his reasons for it, um, and having such a young list, I, I, I certainly could under I, I could understand um, why he'd sort, why he'd want to rotate it. You mentioned Stephen Kernahan. Did you ask Carlton for the number four jumper after Sticks retired? Uh, well, I had Sellers number 36. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Which I was very fond of as well. Um, Did you make that request, though, for the Kernahan jumper? Uh, I, I can't quite remember, Mike. Honestly, I, I think Cole Kinnear and I, myself at the time said, would you like to wear this or would you would you like the opportunity to wear it? Um, and, and, of course... I, I wanted to wear it, yeah. I mm. mean, coming from Canberra, we, we only knew a couple of players yeah. uh, at Carlton. And one was Talking Steve about Kennedy, that, you, so. you, sort of, you lost a bit in Canberra in, in the footy context. You come to Melbourne. I think Sticks christened you Sammy, did he not? <laughs> yeah, what when was he the did, I, of that? I, I didn't even know who Sammy was. Oh, don't um, say that, <laughs> He'll ring up <laughs> in a half an that hour. That was a long time ago. So, <laughs> so it was I, because I, of uh, you resemble... Well, we didn't even get to get the footy show in Canberra, I don't think. So, mm. um, yeah, I think it was definitely the... The, the, the looks, the, the resemblance of Sammy yeah. Newman. Yeah. Okay. Um, looking back, if I would have been good, nice to play 300 games like Sammy. But one of the reasons you didn't get to 200 was a collision at Etihad Stadium, St Kilda v Geelong. Now this is I'm a layman looking from the outside. All right, so don't jump on me here. No, I was at right. that game. I was covering that game. A contest. I think Stevie Johnson's coming one, one. You're coming the other. Mm-hmm. My view was if you put your head down as you normally did and went at the footy. You don't wreck your PCL. Is that unfair? Yeah, but I think you can say that with lots, lots of different contests all over the ground. Um, my, my knee wasn't travelling all that well anyway, uh, but I was managing it. Um, that, that certainly didn't help, and that contributed in, in the issues that I had with it. But um, I do remember the incident. Mm. Um, your time over again, would you, would you have done anything different? Um, oh... Look, I guess the ball was in between us both. By, by memory, I'd have to have another look at it, mm. Mike. But, um, yeah, I, I guess I, instead of going at him, I would have gone what I probably normally would normally do, do yeah. and, and go and get the ball, yeah. What was the high point? Is there a high point? Is there a, a moment or a, a day that stands out in your playing career? Oh, I guess the grand final with, with Carlton was, was certainly a high point. Um, learning what I did within the Car- Carlton fo- Footy Club uh, is certainly a high point. There's not one thing that stands out. Um, being being at the footy club when we had a couple of 200 gamers come through, Kaczynski, Rewalt, Ball, Goddard, mm-hmm. uh, Del Santo, you know, the, the, the names go on. Um, being able to play with, a, with, with Robert Harvey and Andrew Thompson, who was fantastic within his, with his leadership group. But I'm interested when you said about what you learnt at the Carlton Football Club. What were life's lessons or your football lessons from your time at, uh, at Princess Park? Um, it's probably it's, it's a lot of the people that I met outside Carlton Footy Club too um, were, and the influences and some of my best mates are, are from 
Carlton both. They had high aspirations and high expectations at Carlton. Didn't yes, they? certainly high, high achievement and, and standards and an elite performance environment with and a time and place to have fun. So, so, so a really good balance of um, of, uh, of competing, mm -hmm. and then a really good balance when to um, when to put your feet up. So, um, but understanding of when you when you do pull the jumper on, well. You know, it, it, it's for keeps and 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 and, mm. and don't give it up. So that's basically was, um, and that's why I say pr I probably it harnessed my competitive nature when I got to the footy club, um, which which set me on my journey. So I, I guess that's why I'm so fond of the footy club and um, thankful of of where I ended up. I guess now um, of my playing days at St Kilda and, and now coaching down there. Have you crossed paths with John Elliott since you left Carlton? Uh, well, funny enough, he was um, when I'd moved to St Kilda. We were in um, Elgin Street. There was apartments there, and um, I was living in the apartment underneath him. He had the really? he had the penthouse up the yeah. top. Yeah. Um, so often I would uh, see him in the lift every now and then. Not often. But Any dialogue? Ah, oh, yeah, bits and pieces, bits and pieces. But you know, I don't think we crossed each other's mind too much, to be honest. I'm I'm surprised at that. And you said, was there something that you wanted to say to him that you just didn't feel you could? Uh, not, not, not really. I mean, I don't hold any grudges, Mike. What, okay. What, what's, what's well, let me mate? let me simplify this. Oh, one last go at this. I know I've hammered you on. <laughs> was John Elliott the reason that you left Carlton? He, he played a part in it. Yes. And does he know that? Did you? N not sure. Not well, sure. I, I don't think I've sent him a Christmas card since. <laughs> Well, he sent me one either. It's only 15 years ago. Yeah. You got any regrets? You look back and you can't change it, I understand. But is yeah. there uh, anything in your footy history that you would like your time over again with? Uh, no, not really. No, no. no. I, I mean, if I didn't... If I didn't do my best in both jumpers, yeah, certainly a lot of regrets. Um, but I think... You know, finishing probably at 29. Yeah. You know, I, my, my last year was, was 30, but my best football was certainly past me at 29. Well, your last year, you were 29. You didn't play a senior game that year, did you? So, no. That's correct, isn't it? Yep. No games. That was because of your knees. Your, your yeah. legs were shot. Yeah, that was 07. That was yeah. Ross's first year, and I still had a year to go on the, on my contract. You had a five-year contract, didn't you? Yep. So Which was radical at, at that time. At, at that time, probably, mm. yeah. I thought I'd stuffed up five-year deals for everyone back then. But, um, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so that was the last year was 2007? Yes. Yeah, and yep. you played one seconds game. Or, or, yeah, yeah, one out at Casey. Yeah. yeah I, How difficult is that? You're there as often as everyone else. You've been to high places yep. and you can't get on the ground. Yeah, oh, I, I know, but there's a lot... There's a lot worse things that can happen, Mike. Um, I, I, I was pretty fortunate to play as long as what I did. You know, you can look at it that way as well. Um, but then, you, I, you know, the, the, the old argument is you make your own luck. So um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't bitter with my career. Um, obviously, everyone wants to, to mm. keep playing as long as you can, and mm. it's, uh, particularly in my case, where we, where I, we were chasing the flag. Hey, yeah. Sam, it was a great career. I mean, you, I think Carlton were rightly disappointed that you left because after their investment in you, but I think what you said before is totally correct, that you're entitled to say that you did both jumpers proud. The, both footy clubs got your best at the time and they can't ask for any more than that. Thanks nice to much. catch up. Cheers. Thank you, mate. Nice to see you. This has been a Fox Footy production. Part of the Fox Sports Network.